Hi everyone, this is Jose Velasquez with Higher Military, and I am so excited today to bring you an awesome show where I get a chance to, I'm kind of fan fanboying, fan personing for a minute here, because <laughs> I get a chance to talk to someone who's made such an impact uh, in the veteran space, and in particular for women veterans, but really an inspiration to all of us. Amanda Huffman, she's the founder, CEO, blogger, podcaster, author, just total superwoman. Um, Amanda, welcome to the show, and we're really excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So uh, Amanda, for, for those of you who don't know, started a, a podcast and website called airmentomom.com. And that site has just blown up over the, over the recent past. And I think it just really touched on a, a community of women who were somewhat underrepresented uh, in the veteran space. And, and you just touched the nerve with that community and they welcomed you with open arms. And, um, but before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, you know, you're a, a veteran, a service member from the Air Force. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, why you joined, and of course, obviously you transitioned. So I joined the Air Force because of September 11th. That happened my senior year of high school. And I was really lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. And through a series of events, I was looking at enlisting into the Air National Guard. And my friend told me about ROTC. And so I did that. That's Reserve Officer Training Corps program. And I commissioned into the Air Force. During ROTC, I met my husband. And we both were second lieutenants in the Air Force for six years. And then when my first son was born, I decided to transition out of the military to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm still a military spouse and now a mom of two boys. Oh, my goodness. What a great accomplishment. All of that is a great accomplishment. So neat. So neat. So, uh, so you transitioned. And was it during your transition that you found that um, maybe there wasn't someone speaking to you and your needs particularly, or, you know, where, where did the idea come from? So my blog idea, Airman to Mom, came right after I left the military. I just thought, well, I went from being an airman to being a mom. And so that's what I started with. And I didn't know what I was doing, honestly. <laughs> I just started writing and sharing my experience. And my military stuff actually resonated with people the most, but I was struggling with my transition out of the military and I didn't want to be talking about military stuff. And so for a long time, I wrote about like travel and uh, natural birth when I was pregnant with my second son and all over the place. And then eventually I found myself back to the military when I did a class and they're like, well, what resonated with your audience? And I was like, military stuff. And so <laughs> that's where I went back to talking about the military and began to heal through the pain that I was struggling with as I transitioned out. Yeah, no, that's, wow, that's pretty, pretty amazing. It's funny how, you know, sometimes it's the topic that, that connects you to an audience is not always necessarily the first one you think of, but you know, the audience sometimes takes you where it wants you to go. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So listen, I just wanted to let everybody know, you'll notice that in the comments section, some of the comments that are coming from LinkedIn, the photos aren't there, your, your profile photos. I don't know, I got a note saying that LinkedIn was having trouble with profile photos. So 
I apologize. Uh, but but I do want to say thank you to everyone who's tuning in. And I encourage you to ask questions of Amanda um, and, and just, you know, engage with her if she's made an impact in your life in one way or another. You know, please shout her out. Um, so so Amanda, you started the podcast and um, and once you found your footing, what was it that people seemed to resonate with most? Was it shared experiences as a veteran or uh, what, what was it? I think it's a mix of hearing the stories of military women because people haven't heard them. And a lot of the civilians who listened were like, women did this in the military? And I was like, yeah, women, women are, are amazing. And they've done so much for the military and so many people don't know our stories. So I think the just having a unique voice of stories that people often don't get to hear. And then I also have a group of young women who are looking to join the military and they like the podcast because they can hear directly from women about what it's like to be in the military and hear about different career fields and different experience. And I always ask my guest at the end, what advice would they give to the next generation of military women? So that's always fun because it's, it's really interesting to hear their advice and to see how the women who are listening use it for their future career. Yeah. Uh, you know what I love in researching, of course, I went back and, and listened to a lot of your podcasts. And what was interesting was how um, the, the variety of people that you talk to at different levels, and yet a lot of the advice resonates and is similar as they're talking to this next generation of young women who are making a decision as to whether or not to join the military. So, you, you know, you got everyone from admirals and generals uh matter of fact a general a two-star general officer you know uh, turned me on to you and said you've got to go talk to her you got to meet her um so you know so everyone from generals and, and admirals down to probably you know someone who's a uh, an e3 in the air force or the navy or the army or the marine corps has you know come out and and uh either been on your show or participated in some way and yet they all have very similar experiences um, and thoughts to share with the next generation. Have you found that that's the case as you talk to them? Yeah, for sure. I've noticed that there's commonalities and it's the commonality is that we're women and that we're veterans and not not our rank or our branch. That, that stuff doesn't matter as much. It's more the military service and the sisterhood that's created. And that you have that community among veterans in general, but when you put two women veterans together, it just amplifies it even more. And so it's just a really cool connection to be able to talk to women, especially like the general officers that you're like, oh, wow, you're so amazing. And they are so amazing, but then they tell their story and they're just normal people. And it's, it's really cool to be able to hear those stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, so yesterday for the first time since i retired from the military i went to a va hospital i will tell you which one but i went to a va hospital to register and i, I didn't really even know what i was doing i just was like somebody told me you're supposed to go and register uh so i went to register and as i'm sitting there i saw a, a woman um i don't really know but she was about my age i guess and i i don't know how long she had been serving but she was trying to get them to pay attention to her about some issues that she was having registering. And I, I was a little taken aback by um, how much she had to explain herself, you know, whereas I don't, I don't think a man would have had to go through that. And, and this was the VA, if anyone understands, 
the service of our of our uh, service members and the sacrifice you would think there. And, and please know this is I'm only sharing what I saw and it might have just been one individual, but that's probably multiplied times thousands across the spectrum. Um, and unfortunately, I think, you know, women really are underrepresented and their voices are as well. Um, do, do you see that um, that empowerment coming to, you know, together when when you open up that platform for other women? Are, are they coming to you and saying, you know, this is what we need? Yeah. And it's amazing how many women want to tell their story. I don't I I for, for when I have guests on the podcast, people just sign up at a link on my website and then I do an open call and it's first come first serve. And so people always are surprised when they find out that my like I don't rack and stack people and like look at their story. I'm just like, oh, you're a woman, you're a veteran, you have a story to tell and I want to hear it. And mm -hmm. and I think sometimes people people think that like you have to do this, this and this to be able to be on a podcast about being a veteran or to go to the VA, but it is a common theme where people who are who are women who go to the VA or in the general public have to explain that they are a veteran and they can't just be like, I'm a veteran. They have to be like, oh, I'm a veteran and I deployed or I'm a veteran and I did this, this and this. And it's not, they're not given the same respect or I don't know what else to say. The respect no. that, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I. I, I agree with you, and I and I mean it's, it seems more obvious to me now than ever. And uh, I don't I don't know maybe it uh, I don't know maybe as a man I I was thinking about this yesterday maybe because I don't have to live it every day and I mean there is a certain level of privilege if you will without having to think about this as a man. And so I, I was taken aback though because I kept thinking that woman is a is a veteran, and I didn't know her at all, but. You know, she might have been in a, in a lot more difficult and challenging and, um, you know, and, and death defying situations than I was ever in. And she deserves that respect. So, well, I, I really am glad that you've set up um, really a, an entire ecosystem for, for women to come together and engage. And would you share, like, I know it's, it's not just the podcast. What other things you got going on? So I wrote a book called Women of the Military, which is similar to the podcast, but it's a book and it's on Amazon and it shares the stories of 28 women about their military experience. And that was actually how I started the podcast was first by doing interviews back and forth via email. And that gave me the confidence to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I also trying to think of all the things. <laughs> I also <laughs> have my blog, airmentomom.com where I share, I actually have been having a lot of guest authors post right now on the blog to get more of a shared experience than just my voice. And then I'm a freelance writer for a handful of publications. So I get my messaging out through that avenue. And there's a few other projects behind the scenes that I'm working on for the future. Oh my goodness. Hey, there, there, I think there's a movie in coming up. There's got to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so listen, anyone who, who wants to ask a question, I encourage you, like I said, to, to throw those questions up and we get a chance to see them here, but really appreciate the fact that you are really providing a funnel that other people, um, may not have considered or, 
you know, for whatever reason, timing, circumstance may not have given other people who wanted to do what you're doing the opportunity. How important is social media to you getting the word out, you know, across the spectrum? I know a lot of women started coming to you. They started finding you. But I have to I have to imagine that, you know, social media has played a positive role in getting the word out. Yeah, I would say the biggest impact was LinkedIn because I, when I first started interviewing people, I would go on LinkedIn and look for veterans. And then I would be like, woman, okay, I'm going to sit her. And I would send random messages to strangers and be like, I have a podcast about military women. Do you want to be a guest? Fill out this form. And that was how I first started emailing or getting women to be on the podcast. And through that network of LinkedIn, I've been able to get connected. And now people recommend other people to be on my podcast. And so I have that system of everyone signs up at the link so that I can keep track of everybody. And then I do my uh, emails out to get people on. But in the beginning, LinkedIn was so important to, because how do you find military women who want to talk about their story? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I would, I would also say, um, and I'm going to ask you a question that I don't know if you have the answer to, I don't, I've, I actually haven't met anyone who has the a real 100% answer. I wish they did. And maybe you're the one. But how the heck do we reach more women veterans, but just women overall who have a military experience? Of course, in your case, you have both from a uniform member and also the spouse member. Man, it's so hard to get them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn just happens to be that great environment that's right. a little bit more professional. It's not just gossipy like Facebook can be. But but there is great benefit in Facebook because of the Facebook groups where people can get together. I just don't know how we can reach more women and, and show them how much of a benefit LinkedIn is. Any ideas as to how we can reach them uh, you know, on the other social media platforms and bring them over? I think it has to start with the cultural changes that I think the military is working for because a lot of women don't want to self-identify as being a veteran. And so that because of the things we talked about of like what they experience at the VA or in the community. And so if we can change the culture where women are able to be proud of their service and not have to defend their service, then I think more women will be willing to step up. Because even though I had a great experience in the military, there was a long time where I I didn't want to deal with having to prove myself that I was a veteran and having to fight that stereotype. And so it takes a lot of courage, I think, to be able to step up and say I'm a veteran when you worry that someone's going to discount you or question it. And and I hope yeah. that the podcast and other podcasts that are highlighting women veterans will help make that change possible, too. Yeah. And, and you know, Jenny, I mean, I... I didn't mean to start throwing rocks at the VA. I apologize. I just happened to share my experience. But here's a perfect example. Jenny said, you know, she going to the VA, she was questioned why she was there. Many thought that she should that she worked there um, because how could she possibly be a veteran? Um, and of course, thank you for doing what you do. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate because I mean, it, it really is an underrepresented group. And I mean, women make up half the population and yet likely make up a very insignificant portion of um, surely the, those positions that matter 
positions of trust uh, and positions of leadership. Although some services do it better than other services, it would still be great to have more women in service um, across the board represented and for society, I think, to accept them without, like you said, without having to justify yourself on a regular basis. That's got to be tough. Um, so, so uh, I know you said you've got some other things in the works, and so I, you know, there, I know there's some things that you don't, you know, you can't talk about until until they're ready to go. But I mean, what do you, what are we as as your uh, fans? Uh, sh what should we be looking for in the next couple of weeks and, and months when, from your podcast and your other uh, presences? So Women's History Month is coming up in March, and I'm on a panel speaker virtual thing with the military veterans journalism. And so that's coming up, I think, March 10th. I have to remember off the top of my head, but they just opened registration. And so um, I'm really excited about that event to be on a panel with amazing women veterans and to share our stories. And there's a lot of exciting stuff happening because of Women's History Month. On my blog, I'll be highlighting women of history that are veterans and share their stories. And like, I'm gonna highlight the WASP, the Women Air Force Service pilots and mm -hmm. other women of history that have just made an impact on changing the military. And so that's, I mean, those are the big things. And then um, I'm also partnering with the Women in Service for, for America Memorial. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> WISMA is an easy- The WIMSA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the acronym. But they're going to be on the podcast at the beginning of the month, and they're unveiling a new exhibit for the women of color. And so we'll be highlighting that. So that's coming in March. But a lot of fun stuff because Women's History Month is kind of like a fun month to talk about military women and all the fun stuff that's going on. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you said, Wimsa, you know, I have such warm memories of being, um, you know, both at the memorial, the the, the location itself, but but also what they do online and the advocacy um, to include up, you know, on Capitol Hill uh, in support of, of women veterans and, you know, re the recognition of women in service. So, I, you know, very thankful to them. And, you know, and you're a part of that history. You know, you are making a humongous difference um, in the lives of so many women and, and really being a voice to many of them and, and empowering them. So, you know, really appreciative of you for what you do for all of us because i mean empowered women veterans empower us all men and women so that's it's a really good thing I, and i think we got i don't know this is this is just my opinion is a lot of people will do the whole you know women veteran thing and the thing is you got to start there because you need to empower women and recognize them fully but that is a benefit to all of us you know men and women i mean do you agree with that yeah, because as I've gotten more empowered as a woman veteran, it's gotten me involved in the veteran space on a whole. And now I've been able to have conversations with male veterans that make me realize that just because I'm a woman, I'm not I'm not such a unique individual and that we have very similar feelings. One of the most powerful lunches I had was with my friend Ben Colloy and we sat down and it was just supposed to be lunch and then we went really deep and we're talking about transition and our struggles and i was like he's like reading my mind and <laughs> i felt like as a woman for a long time i felt like well i got out as a stay-at-home mom so how could i relate to someone who got out and got a job and didn't have kids but 
he and I connected and he was a Marine and I was in the Air Force, but we connected on such a personal level by sharing each other's stories and getting connected and building this strong friendship. And we support each other in all the work that we do. And it's just grown with more and more men and women that I've got to connect with. So I think if you can bring women into the veteran community through the women veteran organizations, it pushes them into the veteran community as a whole. So maybe that's the answer is to focus on those women veteran organizations and get them reaching out to more women so that we can grow the veteran population as a whole. I love it. I love it. And I think we, I think uh, we should all be supportive of that. Not just, not just, you know, fellow veteran uh, women veterans, but all of us. So, um, okay. So listen, I wanted to give you the opportunity if you'd like to, uh, you know, share any final thoughts and, and, you know, maybe point people to, to your page and I'll go ahead and while you're talking, I'll go ahead and add, you know, the links to your pages and stuff uh, and, and surely encourage everyone to go by and check those out. Yeah. I think the one thing I want to tell people is that your story matters. It doesn't matter what your service was one year, 20 years, if you deployed, if you didn't deploy, everybody has a story to tell. Everyone should be proud of their service and go out and tell those stories. I think it's really hard to be brave enough to tell the stories, especially when people don't ask the follow-up question of like, what was your time in the military life like? But since my husband is also um, in the military and people often ask him, I'll be like, oh, well, this is my answer and I'll just interject and let them know. But be proud of your service and share your story because people need to hear it. And if you talk to another veteran and connect with them, it'll, it just, the veteran community is amazing and it's a great thing to be a part of. Yeah. Well, man, that's terrific. And I, and I am inspired by you and what you just said. And I am, uh, I am supportive of you. I'm a fan of you and I'm a fan of, uh, of what our women veterans do every single day and have done. And so I, um, I thank you and, and from the bottom of my heart for, for not just your service, but what you've done as you transition and the, the force for good that you've become. <laughs> thank you so much. So my guest has been Amanda Huffman, founder, CEO, and like I said, everything, blogger, podcaster, author, just absolute superwoman. And uh, you should definitely go check her out. She is at airmantomom.com. She's got so much great stuff that she is offering. And in addition to that, so much more that's growing and coming your way. So Amanda, thanks again. And we look forward to talking to you maybe a few weeks, a few months down the road. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye.